Hey everyone, it's me, your Valley 101 host, Kayla White. Before the show gets started, I just want to let you know that most of the staff at the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com is working remotely for the foreseeable future. So that means that we're away from our studio and our normal equipment. So you might notice that this podcast sounds a little different than it usually does. But that's not stopping us. We are going to keep bringing you new episodes every week. A few weeks ago, podcast editor Katie O'Connell and her husband drove to pick up takeout from Scottsdale. The restaurant was 9.1 miles away from their house, and as they were driving, they kept track of one thing. How many attorney advertisements could they see on their drive? Oh, by the way, uh, there's one. Oh, one. There's two. There's two. Uh, We have gone 0.2 miles still. Ultimately, the duo spotted 13 billboards, eight ads on bus stops, and one ad on a bus that was rolling past them. Perhaps not as many as you'd guess, honestly. Attorney advertisements are all around us, not just on billboards. They're on TV, in the radio. They're in magazines and newspapers. They're even on Facebook ads or paid Google searches. The ubiquitous ads made listener Douglas Peterson curious. He wondered why there are so many of them. Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. If, like Douglas, you've ever wondered about attorney advertisements, then I have a fun fact for you. Until 1977, attorneys were barred from advertising. But I'll let Katie tell you the rest of that story. No, you don't have to adjust your speakers or rewind. You heard Kayla correctly. Once upon a time, attorneys could not advertise. In 1908, the American Bar Association issued a prohibition against attorney advertising and solicitation. The rule that forbade lawyer advertising was universal. A version of it existed in all 50 states, and it was enforced by the disciplinary authority variously in each of those states. That's Van Osteen. He's an attorney in Phoenix. Van said that not only did every state have its own prohibition against attorney advertisements, but they were pretty strict, too. One lawyer was disciplined for putting his name in the yellow pages of a phone directory in bold letters. Things as simple as business cards could come under scrutiny, if you were allowed to have them at all. At the time, it was thought that barring advertisements would protect the integrity and reputation of individual attorneys and the practice of law in general. So let's fast forward a bit to the 70s. In 1972, Van Osteen and his friend John R. Bates had been working at the Maricopa County Legal Aid Society. It's the civil legal services system funded by the government that provides non-criminal legal services to the very poor. And you really had to be absolutely destitute to qualify for services there. 
Something caught their attention while they were working there. They noticed there were a lot of people who needed basic consumer legal services. Things like uncontested divorces or uncontested adoptions. But many people either made too much money or owned a house, so they couldn't receive legal services from the Legal Aid Society. Armed with that knowledge and the fact that we had ourselves developed systems for handling common types of legal matters very efficiently. Uh, in 1974, we formed the legal clinic of Bates and Osteen. Their clinic would only take on specific cases, things like simple personal bankruptcy or change of name filings, uncontested divorces and adoptions. That way their firm wouldn't be on the hook for long, drawn-out legal proceedings, which is key. Avoiding those proceedings allowed them to charge a fixed fee for their services. So a client coming to us would know in advance what the total cost of his or her service would be with us. And, um, you know, we did the math on a napkin and figured we can make a living doing this uh, if we get enough business. Bates and Osteen would use things like standardized forms to drive up the volume of the work they were doing. The concept of the legal clinic was, you know, predicated on um, low fees and high volume. What we learned after a couple of years is that we had achieved the unworkable uh, situation of low fees and low volume. Simply put, they weren't bringing in enough business to continue providing legal services at a fixed affordable rate. And we either would, were going to shutter the clinic and leave and go take jobs and other law firms or do something to let consumers know we were there. So they did what anyone nowadays would do. They took out an ad. One single ad in, of all publications, the paper I work for, the Arizona Republic. And it only ran once. It was a simple ad that said their name, listed the services they provide, and how much each service cost. But that didn't matter. The Arizona State Bar moved to discipline Bates and Osteen. Bates and Osteen had anticipated this. In fact, Van Osteen told me their goal was to take their case to the Supreme Court. You know, we wanted a decision from the U.S. Supreme Court on the First Amendment right of professional services providers. See, this covers more than lawyers, doctors, engineers, architects, accountants. They all had similar rules. Um, And we wanted a decision from the U.S. Supreme Court on the right of those professional service providers, us included, of course, uh, on on the, uh, the the right to advertise as commercial free speech. It was a First Amendment case. Ultimately, the Supreme Court sided with Bates and Osteen in a five to four decision. They agreed that prohibiting attorneys from advertising was a First Amendment violation. Justice Harry Blackman wrote, quote, 
bankers and engineers advertise, and yet these professions are not regarded as undignified. End quote. The Supreme Court also felt that the lack of advertising could hurt potential clients. Without clear ways to find representation, the court was worried that clients would pay too much or settle for incompetent attorneys. Um, how, do you, how have your thoughts about the case and its ruling changed over the years, if at all? Well, I, you know, honestly, I think if you have any soul at all, you have to kind of hate lawyer advertising. Um, Some of the people on TV make my hair stand on end. But the the simple fact is that it's been a benefit to consumers. And that was ultimately our goal. It was our motivation. It's worth noting that there are still some limitations on what attorneys can say when they advertise. For example, you can't let, you know, nobody should be putting out false or misleading advertising. That's Patricia Salen. Patricia is an attorney who represents other attorneys in the state bar's discipline system. She also advises attorneys or firms on ethical issues. We have a rule that says if there is somebody in that advertisement that purports to be a lawyer, that person has to be a full-time employee of the advertising law firm. So there are a couple of specific rules that deal with that. The condensed rules essentially say that advertisements can't be misleading. But after Bates versus State Bar of Arizona, lawyers were free to use them. Legal advertising was slow to find its footing. Some still felt that it was gauche for attorneys to advertise. Others tried it and failed at it. But as the years went on, legal advertising picked up steam. Kantar Media is the main company that tracks the amount of spending on different ad campaigns across the country. They said that nationally in 2019, lawyers law firms, and legal service providers spent a whopping $1.9 billion across TV, digital, print, search, out-of-home, and radio advertising. That's $1.9 billion spent across the country without factoring in spending on social media campaigns. Cantar Media also sent me the data for Arizona markets. They define that as Phoenix, Tucson, and Yuma combined. Collectively, between those three metro areas, attorneys spent $27 million on advertising in 2018 and $32 million in 2019. But despite my seven weeks of phone calls and emails, I didn't receive any data from Kantar Media on how Arizona compares to other states. Is the volume of legal advertising here really that much more than other states? The short answer, 
based on what I was able to dig up, is no. The, the number I have for Arizona from IHS Global Insight is that um, in 2019, we spent $5,688,000 in advertising. That's just general advertising. California, like we spent $5.6 billion. California spent $48 billion on advertising. That's Nancy Gray. She's a professor at Arizona State University and the creative director of Gray Matters Creative. That's a branding and advertising firm. Nancy said that Arizona's ad spending in general is more on par with states like Colorado. So the likelihood that we'd spend more on legal advertising than other states, it just doesn't hold up. Here's another way of looking at it. Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the U.S. We're outspent by larger cities like Los Angeles and New York, which makes sense. Those are larger markets with larger audiences. So let's take a look at the Tampa Bay-St. Petersburg area instead. In a study by the American Tort Reform Association, Attorneys in that area spent $4.6 million in one quarter of 2018. On average, we spent about $6.75 million in the same time frame. So we've got 2 million more people than Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg, and we spent more than 2 million more than them in the same time period. Once again, the amount of spending correlates pretty well to the overall market size. I can't say with confidence that Phoenix spends more on, or has a higher volume of, attorney advertisements than other states. The numbers seem to suggest that we're right on par with states of our size. So that leaves me with one final question. If our spending on attorney advertisements is about average, then why does it feel like we're surrounded by them? To answer that question, I called the attorney in Phoenix whose ads most stuck out to me when I moved here. Hi, I'm Mark Breyer. And I'm Alexis Breyer. We're the husband and wife law team. It's hard to know who to call when you've been injured. Mark and his wife, Alexis, opened Briar Law Offices in 1996. The duo specialize in serious injury and wrongful death law. It's a kind of law that falls under the category of torts, a wrongful act that causes someone harm and leads to civil litigation. It's also the kind of practice you're most likely to see advertised. So I think the reason is that when it comes to personal injury and to some degree criminal law and so forth, it's the consumer that needs the lawyer and and often a consumer that doesn't have access to a lawyer. They don't have a lawyer that they know. They don't have the money to hire a lawyer. They never have to hire a lawyer. And so lawyers advertising, as we do, are reaching out to everybody. Think of it this way. If you work for a corporation, odds are you have some sort of corporate counsel. 
you have an attorney or a team of attorneys who can represent you in your dealings. But the average person doesn't have that. The average person doesn't need that. We don't usually need lawyers to go about our day-to-day lives until something happens. I mean, the reality is the difference between people who got home from work that day and someone who had something tragic happen can be a matter of a split second and where that person was when someone else wasn't paying attention or they were looking at their phone and they ran a red light. And so I think you see such a huge percentage of the advertisers being people who are focused on personal injury or or criminal law is because we're really targeting everybody, including a huge percentage of the population that doesn't know a lawyer and doesn't have to hire a lawyer uh, in most cases. And as I said in the episode on car washes, Phoenix is a growing market. So if you're a personal injury lawyer and you could potentially represent anyone, it's also a growing market. Van Osteen, remember he's the Phoenix attorney who fought for the right to advertise. Well, he had another thought on why there's an abundance of advertising from personal injury attorneys. I think it's because that area of practice tends to be um, more profitable than other areas of practice. Therefore, there's more money available to lawyers who are doing that kind of work to promote themselves on television. From a practical standpoint, that makes a lot of sense. You need money to advertise. And once you start advertising, you can potentially make more money, which means you can potentially advertise more. What's interesting to me is that the attorneys who advertise... Well, they know it's probably not your favorite thing to see. In fact, Mark Breyer hated attorneys who advertised growing up. He said it felt like they were chasing the dollar and talking about money, not talking about helping people. Here's an example he gave me from when he was in high school. When I was still in high school, so long before I knew I would be a lawyer, let alone a trial lawyer, certainly not an advertising lawyer, I was a busboy at a restaurant, and one of the advertising lawyers on TV in the city I grew up in came in and sat in my section, and I made a friend of mine I had grown up with bust his table because I wouldn't do it. And for all I know, the lawyer may have been a great lawyer and a great guy, but it just shows how different I viewed uh, lawyer advertising, particularly then. Obviously, Mark's views changed over the years. He said it started in law school. His torts professor drove home the fact that personal injury lawyers could potentially help anyone navigate very dicey legal waters. And initially, Mark and Alexis didn't advertise. He didn't want to advertise. So when they started doing it, they did it bit by bit. They'd put an ad in the yellow pages, run it as a test. Then maybe a billboard or a radio ad. He said it was probably about five years ago that they started really investing in TV ads, although... Probably feels like forever for anyone who's lived here and has to see them all the time. Despite his initial and strong misgivings about advertising, Mark sees the benefit in them now, 
both for his firm and for potential clients. I can tell you the message we're hoping that we convey to people who are looking at anything we do is that this is actually a value-based business that cares about treating people better than they've ever been treated by anyone in their life and that we are going to do everything above and beyond to get them the results that they deserve, leaving no stone unturned. And odds are you'll be hearing things like that from many attorneys for a long time. Attorney advertisements aren't going away. But Mark did say, if you run into him at Fry's, you've got carte blanche to joke with him about it. So, Kayla, there you have it. The long and short on why attorney advertisements seem to be everywhere. Basically, the answer is, if anyone can be your client, then casting a wide net with advertising kind of makes a lot of sense. Anyways, I know that when I lived in Wisconsin, it was David Gruber's law advertisements who stood out to me. And then I moved here and it was the husband and wife law team. Uh, Their ads stuck out in my mind. But out of curiosity, which ads pop into your head automatically? I think the first thing that comes to mind is perfectly embodied in a tweet from my coworker, Brianna Frank. She tweeted, I'm not in a wreck, but I still need a check. Am I eligible to call Lerner and Rowe at 977-1900? When I saw that, I died, and I still tell people about that tweet. Lerner and Rowe is the way to go. Well, anyway, Valley 101 listeners, we want to know which ads you see the most often. Let us know which one you love or which ones you love to hate. Share your pics with us on Twitter at Valley101Pod. Thanks to Douglas Peterson for submitting this question. We're looking for more questions to answer. If you have one, you can send it to us on Twitter, or you can submit it online at valley101podcast.azcentral.com. That's all for this week. I'm your host, Kayla White, signing off until next week.